1: We spend so much time marketing our businesses, but do we know how to market ourselves? While not the magic bullet, LinkedIn has emerged as a powerful tool to help you create your own brand. With the help of a special guest, we will give you tips on how to do just that. Today, on The Marketing Madman.
2: They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to The Marketing Madman with Nick Constantino and Trip Happy Saturday. Welcome
3: to The Marketing Madman. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. And, uh, you know... We talk a lot about businesses, but uh, we forget sometimes that um, you know marketing is our own brand. And so I thought it would be a great uh, topic today to talk a little bit about uh, how do you market yourself?
1: Yeah, it, 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 it seems existential and it seems like something that's complicated, but really every day of your life, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, what you are doing as you work through corporate America, you're, yeah. you are marketing yourself. And the ones that do it well are the ones that tend to go through a, trage- a career trajectory, that tend to go through a career trajectory um, that is faster and, and reaches higher than the people that are not good at it. So uh, while I am by no means an expert at it, uh, you know, it, it's something important to talk about because there are very a lot of different ways to do it.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I had a few uh, mentors early in my career, and I've, for the last four or five years, you know, I'm, we're involved in a uh, organization we mentee year up. So these are a lot of 19 to 26-year-old kids that are you know, trying to get into business and, and uh, into the technology side of things, and a lot of what we talk to them about is how do you market yourself? Yeah, and for sure. it's not only uh, you know saying what you're going to do and then doing it, but it's ways that they can start to you know be known a little bit more, just versus being that person in uh, whether it's the cubicle or the office or whatever.
1: Yeah, and I think I think let's let's do this this way we're gonna throw out some tips and and ultimately no-no's and some ideas and then we're gonna go through different ways to market yourself and we'll kind of cover all of them. So first and foremost, be ready to commit time. You're never going to be good at something automatically. So whether it's a networking event, a speaking engagement, you need reps. You need to practice this. We, uh, you could be the most charismatic person in the world, but transitioning from talking business to personal, knowing what not to say, man, golfing, all these different things are things you just have to have practice. You have to be prepared to practice, and you can't always give the same shtick. you got to be prepared to talk about what somebody else wants also.
3: Before we call, you know, started the radio show a year and a half ago, I had probably given four or five hundred presentations, business presentations, in my career. You need the reps, you right? Need, I need, you, but I had to practice to start doing this. This was different.
1: It's completely different. And thing.
3: there's no, and there's just you and me and, and and flounder behind the glass, and and yet I had to practice because it was a different muscle set for sure. And. Uh, great point, but
1: uh, don't think you can wing it. Don't think you win it. Let's, so let's go down the list. Like Networking events, great example, right? We think the most e- the easiest thing in the world, oh, I got a personality I love talking to people. Yeah. Well, great. Well, where are you networking? Who are you reaching? Is it salespeople? Is it Fortune 500 set? Is it business owners? Is it decision makers? You need to be able to adjust. I promise you, a business owner does not want to hear what you have to say. You need to engage them with what they want to hear about. What is their pain point? Do you want to yes. talk about it? That is one thing I personally really like about sports is that it, it, it a CEO CEO and a valet can have the same conversation. But, you know, what, what do you think about networking events, Chip? I, I know sometimes they just exist and it's all sales people just attacking each other, handing out business cards. Early, uh, what's early, been your experience? Yeah,
3: early in my career, I couldn't stand them, right? Uh, I've learned over the last 10, 15 years to, uh, you know, how important they can be. And I've learned how to, A, get over some of my um, shyness at times in introducing yourself to complete strangers. Um, I've also learned to you know, to have some goals, and the goals is not I want to walk away with ten business cards because then you look like the person that walks around. As soon as you get the business card, you turn right and go to the next one. You don't want to be that person. No. To your earlier comment, uh, the goals are: Hey, can I? You know, my big one is: uh, Can I have maybe it's three to five uh, meaningful conversations that will allow me to follow back up? And usually, you know, asking those questions, whatever go. You know, I, I really enjoyed our discussion, Nick. Can I follow up with you in the next week? I'd love to have a more in-depth conversation, maybe a cup of coffee.
1: Yeah. and I that, think, That's, to me, that's the win. That's the win. And I think one of the things people do wrong in business and even more than themselves is they go out and they talk about themselves. And honestly, it is not what is in it for you. It's what's in it for each of you. Is there a exchange, a mutual exchange that can happen here, right? And sometimes it is as simple as you pay me to do a service, but they yeah. need to need that service. So I think- the, the networking one-on-one is, is you feel comfortable just talking about yourself and all these products you have, but when you get really good at it, it's what is in this for both of us? What is, how do we form this partnership and relationship? To do that, you need to build rapport. So those social skills are still ungodly important, but as you go into these things, I think it's really important to know the state of networking has changed. How to market yourself as somebody that is a useful resource is, is, is imperative nowadays
3: yeah let's face it we all know that what it's like to be in that networking event and feel like you're listening to charlie brown's teacher
1: wah, 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 you know right so, and then let, let's go to speaking engagements speaking of charlie brown's teacher and why because i heard some of those uh, in speaking engagements as well but if you are if you, are, if you do have the opportunity to get a speaking engagement, my, my advice is, at least for the first 10 or 15, take them. I don't care who you're talking to. Take them and act like you're talking and, to a and, and
3: I would say look for panel opportunities first. I've done, again, many of these during my career. Um, a, unless you started publishing and doing a lot of things, you're probably not going to get a full-time speaking engagement by yourself. But look for industry associations maybe that you're involved in. Start getting on panels. Love it. That's that's probably the easiest point. And look, we all get up there and kind of like, you know. But if you're on a panel with three other people, someone's going to jump in and jump out. That, to me, that's the training wheels.
1: Love it. I love, And I also really enjoy um, Chamber of Commerce meetings when they yep. kind of go around the room and they give everyone a chance to speak on how their industry is affected by a certain thing. That's how I started early in my career in D.C. in the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, it's daunting at first. It really is because you don't want to be the guy that says the wrong thing. But again, what you start to learn is is that everybody up there has the same things rushing through their brain as you do, and you feed off of each other because you're all like-minded in the same space. So again, I, I personally, especially early in your career, take your speaking game. It doesn't matter if you're speaking in your comfort zone. More importantly, take the ones out of your comfort zone, because it is about those reps. It is really, really important. Um, you know, there, there's people nowadays that are telling you they're gonna get you speaking engagements. I'm always skeptical. Like, if someone's paying for a transaction to happen, is it really a beneficial transaction? Um, but let's put it this way. If that's the only method you have to get them, Take them. Be involved right. in as many of those things as you can. Just don't spend an arm and a leg to do it. Just be, be smart with how you do it because the value is not going to be there for years. It might take five years of doing them for that one time to finally click and get that first lead. So yeah. be cautious, um, but, but be open to new things. I think one of the other ones that has boomed in the past couple of years because of this content boom is writing articles. So, Trip, you've been published several times. Um, I've got a couple articles, had some Forbes stuff that I had some success with. Um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a natural writer. It is not my thing. So I have a wife who does it as for a living. So I have a help. Uh, but here's the other thing. When you're writing an article, it's good to bang that thing out and have the idea of what you want to write. But just know that is not what goes into a magazine, into a publication It is going to be edited. And don't don't say you don't want it to be edited because the editors know what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, so what, what have been some of your experiences with article writing?
3: You know, I am not the best writer. I fully admit that I always get someone who's going to edit it before I give it to the magazine. Uh, my big advice I give people is start, you know, A, understand the deadline. B, start with the skeleton. That's just uh, I've got a week out of. I've got to make sure I've got the skeleton in place that then I start fleshing out. Um, I'm just not that good a writer. I can, I can get up and we can talk. I can present. Sure. Um, but to put it in words and, and everything that you need to have there to, to fit it out, I need to have that skeleton set up first, you know, and understand, hey, is this an 800-word article? Is this a 600-word article? You know, understand those things up front. Um, but, again, it goes back to plan a little bit and prep. Um, and I think that really that makes a big difference because if you can have that skeleton with okay your intro and maybe three points you're going to get across and then your closing, then you can flesh it out from there.
1: Yeah, and I think know your publication is exactly right. Is this a blurb on Forbes or is this The Atlantic, which has 44 page articles on as on the regular? I think it's really important to understand. The, the only advice that I will give above and beyond that is Shakespearean, I believe, is brevity is the soul of wit. And if you are, if you are rambling about something, you are going to lose attention pretty quick. So when you make a skeleton, the skeleton might be longer, and your job is to cut that skeleton down. Yes. But ultimately, start with train of thought. I think it works best to get it out, but then understand that you make got to make that message more concise and applicable to the audience in what you're going after.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things when we're when we talk, we tell stories. I think when we write, there's a way to tell stories, but you've got to you've got to be concise with them.
1: Yeah, for sure. So one of the cool things that's, you know, in the past couple of years, and we've talked about LinkedIn in the past, but the reason LinkedIn is, is such a powerful tool because it combines all of these things, right? It's a networking and board networking event. You have the video for speaking. You have the ability to write articles. You have all these things built together. And, you know, say what you will about the algorithms, which we will touch in the next segment. We have a special guest to talk a little bit about yeah. that. Uh, but those algorithms are not Facebook. They're not. They're not Instagram. They are built on a business platform to understand what the business community wants to read about, Wants to understand, wants to go. So, you know, talk a little bit about your experience, some of the success you've seen with LinkedIn, um, and how somebody can use it from a business standpoint.
3: Well, it's two things. One, there's still some small and even larger corporation CEOs who think LinkedIn is a job uh, search site and don't want their people on it. Number one, you, you got to get out of that mindset, right? 10 years ago, maybe that was how it started. Um, but that is such old-school thinking. Um, it is a platform that, especially if you're selling anything in the B2B space, you need to be out there and connected. You need to have your personal brand out there. Um, you need to have your business brand out there. So that's that's number one. Um, two, then really, yeah, understand that this is your brand. And much like um, and it's your business brand. It's your career brand. Much like they, you know, tell people don't put things you don't want to come up on Facebook, right? You know, when you go interview for a job, same type of thing with LinkedIn. I mean, you you got to be careful where you put your, um, you know, opinions at a certain point. But um, it's an opportunity to get well thought out opinions and start to build that catalog of your uh, thought leadership.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it's got it's it's similar to. You know, Facebook, YouTube, all those that it amplifies itself kind of. You know, it'll it'll spread as far as the message can go, which is impossible to do with a speaking engagement, right? It can be the best engagement in the world. It's ending there. No one's videotaping and putting it on YouTube if there are no one's watching it, I promise you. And it's not even being rude because I've had me before. Uh, But LinkedIn has those algorithms that are built in. They want that content to share because that means you're spending more time with LinkedIn, which means you're engaging with the ads. So if you understand how that works, I think it helps guide the content in which you place. You don't need it to be hyper relevant, right? I think we've talked about this in the past. Like, You don't have to talk about the foundation Part of your business and the and the unsexy stuff. There's parts of your business that are extensions that come off of it, right? So I'm lucky. For me, my content tends to be about the Braves or Georgia, things people want to hear about. That's how I can talk about marketing in a way that spreads out. But if you're not as yeah. lucky, tell. I remember you talking about the Lake Company that was they were showing out fishing. It was the th- and, those are examples of how you spread yourself but still talk about business enough for it to work for LinkedIn.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many tips. I can't wait to, uh, to hear our special guest dive into them so people can understand it, but get on the platform, start communicating, start connecting with people. I mean, that's, that's number one. So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 and we'll be right back.
2: Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Madmen on
1: Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Nick Constantino here, and today we are talking with Rachel Simon, who is the founder of Connect the Dots Digital. We've been talking about kind of how to market yourself, and, and I think it gets lost in the shuffle as people talk about marketing. It's all about your business and that product product. Uh, marking yourself is, is not the same thing. It's not really a widget. Um, so as we go into this, I think the presence of LinkedIn and how we use it has changed, evolved, but I think, still think it's misunderstood. So we want to elaborate on that. So Rachel,
4: starting off, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Really excited to be here.
1: Good. We're very happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about Connect the Dots Digital. Um, tell us kind of how you saw the opportunity, um, what what you guys do, what does your day-to-day look like with clients, and then maybe where you see some of those things evolving over the next couple of years.
4: Sure. Yeah. So my My sole focus is on LinkedIn. So it is LinkedIn 24-7. And the reason being is that LinkedIn is a complicated platform. It is not a plug and play. And it's changing all the time. So having that specific focus to help my clients really make the most of the platform will benefit them, both their professional but their personal goals as well. Um, And really, the way I like to think about it is uh, as sort of, your profile is the foundation for everything you do on LinkedIn. So again, we always are wanting to market our business, market our business, market our business. However, your business is made up of people. Sure. And people need to be really showing up as themselves, both as representing your company, but also what is it that they bring to the table because we're buying from people who happen to be employed by a certain company not buying from that company. And
1: it's hard to think of a person as a product, right? When you think of marketing, you think of a widget, you think of a good, you're selling something. But really, all about life, and I always joke about this, because at its core, I'm really a salesperson, I run sales departments, but I just have a focus towards marketing, When you market anything, you are really just helping to sell a product. And if you think of yourself that way, right, you're always in sales. You're always selling something. It just happens to be you're probably selling yourself. And I think LinkedIn is a tool, if used the right way, that can really help that.
4: Absolutely. I mean, and LinkedIn is like an amazing tool to put yourself out there, build relationships, showcase your expertise in order to kind of pull that all together. Because, again, people buy from... uh, you know, no like and trust factor. For sure. I mean, you can build that so powerfully on LinkedIn, but you have to be deliberate and sort of make a focus plan in order to really execute it well to meet whatever your specific goals are.
1: For sure. I think it's important to talk about kind of, this is some of the nerdy, boring stuff, but you say LinkedIn is constantly changing, right? Let's talk about why. So, you know, personally, I believe that Google and Facebook, the reason they change their algorithms is because it could rejigger the system to make them more money. Uh, Let's call a spade a spade. So that, that, but I think LinkedIn is a little bit more deliberate. I I think, especially since the Microsoft takeover, it's how do they weave it into the rest of their stuff to make you keep your business life with Microsoft. So, you know, that is the uh, maniacal corporate kind. Tell me, a little bit about what you see when you see algorithms change and, and how they change their systems. I remember recently there was one, there were people that were just literally throwing the most ridiculous stuff out and, quoting two, and just, just putting on 200 people on that. And they're like, no, 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 that's not good. And then there were people that were putting up polls about nothing. And they're like, no, 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 that's not good. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, let's pretend I'm a client. What things have you seen in the, over the past couple of months that have set off red alerts for changes that need to be made?
4: Yeah, con- you know, the algorithm is always changing and there's always people that are like claim they can hack the algorithm or sure. whatever. OK, that's fine. Uh, my sort of process is really focused on consistency, showing up consistently. And for some people that might start as one post a week, right? Getting a good high quality post out a week. But what can help build the... Um, your following and build the engagement on your content is when you engage with other people. Sure. So the more you are out there commenting, you show up in the newsfeed. You're building those relationships. LinkedIn's going to reward you by showing your post to more people. And stuff's always going in and out. So you know, a year ago or whenever that was, polls. It was all polls, and people would get so grumpy about polls and be like, "I hate polls," and they'd, you know comment on a poll, how much they hate polls. Yeah, I saw.
1: How, are you like, how likely are you to hate a poll that's right. a poll? And, and
4: I'm like, well, you know, you just helped that create content creator get more eyeballs on their just poll. Just commenting immediately, by, usually also. Right, by saying how much you hate polls. So, you know, if there's something you don't like on the platform, just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling along. Um, you know, they're always rolling out new features. I think uh, the latest piece of uh, kind of – Content that you can post is called carousels. I don't have it yet, but it's like a mix of uh, photos and video. Yeah. I'm not sure what is happening with that, but like they're always coming and testing to see how is this going to land with our users. Um, They tend to give a little bit more visibility to new content types and then based on how they go. For sure. They're going to go bye-bye.
1: They recently, I know that they gave you the ability to post your podcast HTML code into an article. So they don't want to just throw the the podcast out there on LinkedIn yet. So they're testing it by incorporating it into the articles and then if they see there's high engagement there, it won't be too long before, you know, I think it's funny. We talked about a previous episode about Clubhouse and Clubhouse was like this huge thing. Every says you got to be on Clubhouse, you got to be on Clubhouse. And I think at its core, it caught good timing with Uh, COVID, but also there is a platform for that. And LinkedIn exists as a platform for that, right? It's like-minded people come together. There's always those live feeds going, some are video, I think audio will come in there. Um, You know, but, but tell us a little bit about your philosophy, right? So everyone's going to look at LinkedIn and use it for their own good, right? I I think I have the benefit. Um, I use mine to represent this company, you know, 6A, the fan, and what I do, and that just happens to be things people want to hear about. The Braves UGA. Like, I'm no dummy. I know when I post things, if I'm talking about the Braves, the engagement's going to be higher. It's how do you tweak the Braves messaging to be more business-oriented, to get your message across while still being someone people want to talk about. Um, But how have we gone from you know, a place where you have to have your resume to now a place where you can really create your digital legacy for yourself and your company?
4: Uh, Yeah. So it really is shifting that mindset. And and that mindset still does exist with a lot of people that, you know, this I'm not, oh, I don't need LinkedIn. I'm not looking for a job right now. Everybody needs LinkedIn because everybody is in a professional setting, should be positioning them, positioning themselves for to showcase their expertise. And so it's shifting that mindset from LinkedIn is a resume site to a 24-hour networking site where you can be building relationships with people everywhere. And to your point, you know, you sent me a connection request in January and I checked out your profile. I saw that you worked here. I'm a huge Braves fan. My whole family are Braves fans. Of course I'm going to connect. And I'm going to comment on content about the Braves and now I'm going to have to start commenting on UGA stuff because my son's going to be a freshman there in the fall. Um, So, you know, being able to find content that's going to resonate with an audience and then build those relationships with the people who are coming back to your content again and again because they become your fans.
1: For sure. And, I, you know, I, I was going to do this part last, but I think this is relevant now. All right. So what about if you are a business owner who has is new to this? Right. It's, it's daunting. It's scary. Like no one wants to get zero likes and zero engagements. Um, not everybody has a sexy, fun product to talk about. So what do you tell those people? And, and look, you know, saying, you just got to do it. it is fine. Everyone's going to say that. But what do you tell those people that are selling farming gear, that are selling things that are just not sexy? What do you tell them to start? What is your pitch? Like, look, you got to be on this. I know it's hard, but what do you tell those people? And how do you overcome some of that fear of rejection and, and, and things like that?
4: Yeah, there's an audience for everybody. I mean, every profession has an audience on LinkedIn. And that is from an It's really shifting too, because I think a couple of years ago, the idea was, oh, your B2B is gonna be on LinkedIn and your B2C can be on Facebook and Instagram. So a good example of that would be a travel agent. Sure. Okay, everybody on LinkedIn needs a vacation. We need a vacation. Uh, Probably has the money to pay for a nice vacation and doesn't have the time to plan it for themselves. So people in the travel industry that's a captive audience right there. You know, farming, I mean, sure, there's probably a, an audience for that as well, depending upon how you utilize the platform. So it's really kind of getting out of your own way and realizing that this is a tool that can help push me out to a broader audience. And hey, if you need some help, there are people out there that can help you build that presence and build that profile and help you tell your story. And again, you you infuse that through this through the foundation of a great profile because when your profile is really dialed in, then people will come to you and see why you're a valuable person for them to get to know and for uh, to connect with and then again, to engage with content down the road.
1: Yeah, and you brought up two good points there, I think. It's, it's B2C and, and Facebook and, and, and Instagram and all that stuff. Well, that trust is eroded really fast. And, and you know, for me, it was kind of a joke, but I had my kid and my daughter five years ago, and I made the conscious decision just to get off social media. And it wasn't because I have no shame. You can see any pictures of me. I did ridiculous <laughs> things, but... I don't need my daughter to be on from a baby to be have this this platform when she was a child. So now Facebook's smart in that to use their business accounts, you have to have your own account. So I had to reactivate my account. And I saw it go from a feed of all my friends and all these things I wanted to see to one sales pitch after another garbage products. You can just tell they're falling apart. They're cheaply made. So I think one of the things, the advantages LinkedIn have with time was that trust is really important and they need to make it a trusted environment, right? Political conversation does not do well on the platform. Mm-hmm. It comes up every once in a while, but most people will attack and say, that is not the place for this. And they'll kind of attack. Now, like you said, that's growing engagement, but I think the platform has gotten good enough. So I think one of the reasons that being on LinkedIn is so important is it does have that built in trust factor automatically, which is kind of eroded across other platforms of social media. So I think when you when you when you think about why you're starting it, I think being deliberate is important. But I also think understanding the delineation between your personal brand and your business brand is important. So with that being said, talk a little bit about how you treat the two of them. Let's start with personal right? What's important to personal? What is more important to personal? Is it having that resume? Is it having a list of the right people? What, what goes into your call it your value score for your personal page?
4: yeah so on your on your profile, your personal profile, again, it is utilizing it in a way that is gonna adequately tell your story. So what that means isn't uh, writing an about section that's like I have 20 years of experience doing blah 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 blah. We can see that down sure. into other parts of your profile. What got you into this career path? you know, how did you get here? what is? that might be for somebody who's an employee. As a business owner, and I'm actually gonna write a post about this this week, uh, structuring that part of your profile, your about section, to really show what is the problem you solve, Sure. why are you the right person to solve it, how do you solve it, meaning what is the services that you offer, and how do people get started with you? When we think about structuring it from the point of view of our audience, it resonates so much better than talking about ourselves.
1: For sure. I, mean, I, l- I love it. It's literally sales 101, right? You got to put one. You got to identify a problem. Two. You got to offer a solution. And three. You got to offer your call to action. How are they going to get? How are they going to get you? There's. You can have the best pitch in the world, but if somebody doesn't know what the first step in reaching you is, you're screwed. Right. So that's a commercial. That's a digital copy. That's really anything. So I think. I think that's a great way to lay it out. Um, You know, what about what about some specific strategy? So, again, let's talk about me as a person, right? Because, yes, I am an employee of a company, but what if that's not who I want to be? What if I just wanted that to be part of it? How do you delineate your personal brand from the company in which you are employed by?
4: Yeah. So a good place to do that is in your headline. So, you know, that is your business card on LinkedIn and because it goes everywhere with you. So when you're sending connection requests, commenting on posts, people can see your headline. To the default may still be or used to be whatever your current title was. So if you would type in your title, that would show up as your headline. So for some people, their title is meaningless, right? Absolutely meaningless. And I use an example from a company I worked with a couple of years ago, um, and it had it was like the most generic digital kind of you know digital company. Yeah, and and I was like. All their salespeople were like VP of Sales at Digital blah blah, and I was like, "Well, what is? No one knows what that means. Is right. it is it a web development? Is it a digital marketing firm? It happened to be a um, like a internet security firm. Who would know that? Like yeah. nobody would know that. So using your headline to really again take that value proposition that you bring to the table and lay it out loud and clear. So don't worry about your title. Unless you're the CEO of Delta Airlines, tell us a little bit about what it is that you offer to your audience and and lay it out um, very deliberately. And then, again, think about your about section as taking that and expanding upon it.
1: Yeah. And I think this is one of the places where people get a little too whimsical and they're starting to get too creative. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like if you're not if you're in sales you have to say that you are a sales solution provider. If you're in marketing, are you in marketing? I think the industry is important, but they're gonna find the industry out as they go through your profile. And again, if you have, 10,000 followers is probably less important because they probably do already know something about you. Um, but but would you agree that we've gotten to a point where you know that like let the let the Facebook be the creative whimsical stuff. Let's make this. What are you trying? Who are you? What are you? What are you? What is it you're trying to
4: do? You can be a little. I mean, I think you can be a little creative and have a little bit of fun with it. But it, the it can land flat when it's too cutesy. So unless cutesy is your brand, maybe right. cutesy is your brand. Um, there's definitely some fun. I've seen some people have a lot of fun with their headlines. Um, my favorite, uh, hopefully, you know, I know this is a Saturday show, but there's a guy based out in the UK who is in the, um, mechanical lubrication industry and his headline is literally, let me lube you up.
1: Hey, it works.
4: It's hysterical. It's hilarious. And I saw it and I actually sent him a connection request specifically because I thought his headline was genius. So you can have a little bit of fun. But again, that's based on his industry, you know, being cutesy for the sake of cutesy. Yeah. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a
1: little bit that's clever, too. Right. I mean, there's a difference between being purposely throwing something out there to be cute and being and have come up with a good idea looking or something like that's pretty funny. So, yeah, I think clever. Again, I just think it's not it's not the place for. Um, it's not the place for you to just sit there and put things that you want people to hear. It's the place to say, this is who I am. This is what services I offer. And I think that that headline, and let's go a little further down the line here about what else in your profile. So, you know, obviously you're building this to build business relationships, right? At its core, let's call it what it is, right? No one's running a business in their own room by themselves doing things. You need to create relationships. So how do you instruct people to use the platform and use their profile in an attempt to build those relationships?
4: Um. Yeah. So again, I completely agree. It's all relationship focused. So once we get that profile really nailed down, and again, it's really hitting all the pieces, the two that are really important are your photos. So that is your first impression, right? You can't build a relationship with a gray lobby sure. like silhouette. So making sure you have a photo that is uh, current, that looks like you. So when you meet somebody in person, it looks like them because it's really weird when you... It can be like
1: the dating profile, right, but all of a sudden it's a super and you walk up and you're like, you, you're, you're not like, what I signed up for. Or like,
4: <laughs> is that a picture from 10 years ago? Um, also, a lot of people don't know that their photo is not visible outside of their uh, first degree network. It's a setting. And so they if when the setting is incorrect, meaning the profile photo is set to first like connections as opposed to anyone, that means if I'm not connected to you uh, and you comment on my post, I can't see your face.
1: Which makes it very odd, right? Yeah. You still want that personal connection. You still want to know who you're, who's engaging with you for sure.
4: Yeah. So getting those photos dialed in and then using the banner image, which is that rectangle at the top of your profile, and thinking about that as a billboard. So when it's blank, when it's gray, and I think it's gray specifically because that is boring, um, it's basically saying your ad here versus use that, you know, talk about personal branding, that's a great place to infuse your personal brand into your profile. So, you know, you can weave your company branding in, and if you're comfortable using branding from your from your organization, I'm sure they, the marketing uh, sure. lead would be thrilled if you asked. But you can also use that to, you know, showcase something else you're passionate about or what you're all about. When it's blank, it's just, it's sad. It's sad.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, this is one again. I Look, I have the benefit of having the jo- Georgia marks and the Braves marks. So like at some point I was just like, look, I, why am I not using the marks in which we have gained the rights to and the trust on? So I imp- immediately response rates went up. The second they saw that as the headline banner was championship teams, the in, in, engagement rates are going. Up. Now, I was probably being a little more deliberate in my targeting of sports marketing people. Um, but, you know, I agree. I think that um, and, and I think change it. You don't need to change it every week, but I also think keeping these things fresh and current is also really important too.
4: Yeah, especially, and uh, that's a great point, particularly for on the business owner side, use it to talk about what is coming up new. Do you have a new service you're offering? Do you have a new product? Are you writing a book? Do you have a course that's coming out? You know, switching it up every couple of months to kind of really highlight your most recent um, offering is a great tool. Just like you would switch it up, you know, if you're giving out flyers out in the real world, you're not gonna give the same thing out for three years. Yeah,
1: so why do you think, you know, as we talk, this sounds more and more like kind of the services we offer from a marketing standpoint, right? Like if it's winter time, don't put a house in the summer with the heat on, like with the air AC on, you wanna show like it's gonna snow, you might need your roof done. So it's more, it sounds more and more like a uh, a marketing tool that people should be using, thinking about it like they do advertising, right? That, so. What do you think the disconnect is between the fact that it is something they already do, which is advertising, but so so few business owners still use the po- – especially when we talk about home improvement industry and things like that. What is the reluctance? What do you think the reluctance is for people to use this tool for what it is?
4: Uh, time, uh, fear, and uh, overwhelm. So it's time consuming. I mean, now I say that. You don't have to spend – I spend – Hours on LinkedIn, but that's my business. Sure. Uh, A normal business owner, a normal, you know, um, employee doesn't have to spend that much time. There's ways of doing it where you can get a lot done in a small amount of time if you're deliberate and targeted. Once you get, again, once you get that foundation built, um, fear what if I look stupid? What if nobody likes my post? What if the what ifs, like those go in your head.
1: And I think that's got to be the first thing you can get over. Just, just give it up there. I mean, look, the, the only thing I know to be true is if you're going to try something, you got to do it for at least six months. And I, and I mean that with, with all if this is marketing. Again, yes. the similarities to marketing are insane. You can't expect to change behavior and, and impact the conversation, unless you do something enough to be taken seriously on it. So, I mean, I don't know what the official rule is, but would you say six months, that if you do it the right way for six months, that on the sixth month and first day, you're probably going to be immensely more successful than when you started?
4: Well, yeah, you're going to gain confidence. You're going to gain, um, you know, the knowledge because you have now six months of content of that you can look back and say, well, this post did pretty well. So maybe I should do more content on this topic or this one really didn't land very well. Like, should I, maybe I should change the format. So you really have this data set that you can start to utilize. Um, and again, just like good old standard marketing, right? You want to take what you have and then analyze it and see what is working, what needs to be changed and what needs to be, you know, kind of cut.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, it's great to have this conversation this way, um, thinking through it, because now my brain is wandering to, you know, the connection between when you're LinkedIn, what you do on LinkedIn should kind of mimic what you do with your advertising, right? Because this is all about messaging. LinkedIn might be that place where you heard a radio spot or you saw a billboard, but LinkedIn makes it real and tangible because it takes it from a billboard to the owner. And now you feel like you have a connection with the business. And again, it's all about trust, especially as we go into uncertain economic times. I think that trust becomes that much more important. And I think that the companies that have invested time, money and effort into building this infrastructure are going to be rewarded uh, as we go into uncertain economic. Time. So uh, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some tips and tricks and, and, and kind of how businesses can use this because there's a lot out there about using the resources you have, which are your employees as kind of brand ambassadors to amplify messaging. Um, so we're going to cover that when we get back. Uh, you are listening to the Marketing Mad Men.
2: Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the marketing madmen on Extra 1063
1: FM. Hey, welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. You know, before the break, we were talking about kind of some correlations with advertising and marketing. And, you know, as we were talking, as Rachel and I were talking, I think one thing to delineate that's really important here is that marketing is a message you bring outward. You're trying to create demand and it's a message you bring outward. Uh, but one of the cool things about LinkedIn is it is an, a way to set out inbound leads. You are trying to bring people in inward. So, you know, for example, you know, all of a sudden now, if I have a, a, a proposal or something that I'm doing and I post LinkedIn, the goal is to get people to engage towards me with that post is to put it out in places, especially places that I don't know it's going to go, right? When you market, you have a pretty good idea with who you're going after. I think one of the cool things about LinkedIn is, is like, because it's the masses, it's going places you never thought of. So maybe you think you're a consumer facing brand, but there's a business that sees value in your service. That is going to be something that is testing your current strategy. So tell us a little bit about how to set up the page to be that inbound lead source and pull people towards you.
4: Yeah. Um, And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, the key to when it comes to content and that's really where we're pulling people in. Right. Sure. Our profile is there so that when we do pull them in, they they stay. Um, But our content is how we kind of get them interested when content goes out that and I call them megaphone posts because you can't have a conversation with a megaphone. Right. Where it's just like people talking at their audience, those don't get that much engagement. You bring people in by writing a post and then asking a question or getting something, giving something to respond to, that's going to get those people interested. Um, and so as far as the inbound lead piece is concerned, um, it is the masses – However, I th- I would suggest, you know, really being deliberate about who are you connecting with, right? Who is in your network? Because it's great to have a lot of people in your network, but um if you have a a large network that's not made up of your predominantly sure. your targets, is it going to serve you versus really being clear about I want to connect with this kind of person because it's going to help support my business goals. Um, and then you know I'll connect with other people that I like that are interesting. I I but uh, that really specific focus on who, so that when you put that content out there, it's pulling the right people in.
1: Yeah, that's that old quality over quantity, and and we have that discussion so daily. I mean, you know, as a as a marketing entity, our goal is to reach. Affluent homeowners in the suburbs, right? Uh, those are not easy people to reach, especially the male dominated side. They're not buying things off Instagram. How do you connect with these people? So, It's similar here, right? 10,000 followers have nothing to do with you is nowhere near as impactful as 1,000 people that will engage with you on a pretty daily basis. Um, And I think, again, you know, we've made the mistake in the past as people, it's all about that vanity and that popularity. And honestly, it means nothing, right? If those people don't engage, similarly to you marketing your business, who cares if 500,000 people heard your message if no one can afford the product in which you're selling or they're not interested in the product you're selling? I think that comes down to um, really engagement over eyeballs, right? Impressions, who cares? It's engagement. It's engagement. And, you know, to a certain extent, the system is built. It's also who is looking at it, right? If you're reaching uh, sales reps, who cares? They're not buying anything from you. They're trying to sell you something. But if you realize your posts are starting to be seen by the executive set and the C-suite, maybe you're doing something right. Maybe you just got to tweak the plan a little to get that engagement backwards. So I think that LinkedIn does give a ton of good information. Um, And and there's
4: brand new. They literally just rolled out brand new, um, more in-depth analytics. If you have what's called creator mode turned on. Um, And now we can see most uh, best performing posts for the week, for the two weeks, for the three months and for the year. You can see um, and I I just read an article about this this morning. Uh, There's something else. I mean, really exciting new analytics, because that's always been an issue to me is it's very hard to get any KPIs from your profile, and now sure. we're going to be able to see more and more of those. And I think that's huge.
1: Yeah. So look, I, I think we've gotten over the point where we're trying to convince people to use this thing, right? <laughs> like that, that's the good news. Use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you're going to either do it or you're not. But if you're trying to take some advice out of this, um, let's talk about how you start, okay? So I'm going to your company, and I'm sitting here, and I'm saying, all right, connect the dots. Let's connect the dots, right? Let, mm-hmm. let, let's make this happen how do you start somebody off how do you start somebody off that doesn't have a profile what what is it like what or you know let's how do you start someone off who has a profile they're unengaged they've just kind of gone through go through the motions they know they have to have it but they don't have a specific strategy how would you start that process yes
4: yeah, yeah. so for most of my clients we start at the again at that foundation and so I we ha- I walk them through a whole process of how we update their profile and that is it's a pretty you know simple uh process of I give them a document that goes through their profile top to bottom there's going to be some questions for them to respond to I will take those responses along with you know a meeting that we've had I'll bring collateral if they've got stuff on their website that's relevant and use that to draft the narrative sections of their profile so that would be their headline their about section and then probably the way they describe their company Um, so getting that profile dialed in and again, for a lot of people, it's just it's just hard to write. It's yeah. really, really hard to write.
1: Yeah. I think self-awareness is lacking as a whole in people. And again, you have to be aware enough to know what people do want to hear. Because you, look, you're, you started a business. You want, you think that everybody's going to want to talk to you and everyone's going to want to hear. You have to have that. But I think in this case, it probably helps by having a third party help you.
4: Yeah. And too often, people just like plop the top of their resume into their about section, Um, you know, like that executive summary. And that's just not really that helpful. Uh, So- Getting that profile dialed in, doing an analysis of who's in their network. So you can download your LinkedIn network, you can get it into a spreadsheet, sort it. You don't get as many fields as I would like to see. However, you can kind of just get a general sense of are my targets in here. Um, you know, by sorting it by company and title. Usually, you'll see one of two things: either, oh my God, my network's horrible. I really need to. <laughs> I really need to make some adjustments here. Or um, there are all these hidden gems in here. There's all these potential referral sources, targets. They were just sitting there. Sure. And I haven't done anything with them. So I need to re-engage. Sure. They're already in your network. Right. They already know you. They already right. said yes. And I have
1: to imagine the content strategy now and and the schedule and that stuff is what how you activate on what you learned. There, exactly.
4: Right? Okay. Yes. And then figuring out what content are you gonna post, what what and I call them content buckets. What are the your content buckets? What are the things you uh know really really well you know obviously that would be like whatever services you offer your expertise what are the things you like to talk about Um, and just what are the things that interest you so thinking about those and then creating a simple plan it doesn't have to be overly complicated if can you can you think of four things to talk about in a month at the beginning of the month what are four things I can talk about and just make a plan and make a commitment a non-negotiable commitment yeah to get those posted and then think about who can I be engaging with throughout the week. It's it doesn't have to be overwhelming, but a lot of people need the support and the accountability.
1: Yeah. And I think at its core, it's like anything else, right? If you were going to run a marathon, if you train one day a week, it's going to take a lot longer. If you commit yourself to doing it five days a week, I think that's going to happen a lot faster. Well, this has been awesome. Um, Rachel, I appreciate the conversation. Get on LinkedIn if you're not. If you need help, reach out to Rachel. We'll put all of our information in the post. Um, You got to start somewhere and it's easier to start with support than it is to start by yourself. Um, So Listen, like the podcast, subscribe. These are the conversations we really enjoy having. Uh, this is helpful for people, and I want to make sure that they're using this the right way. So, Rachel, thank you again. Uh, and you are listening to The Marketing Madman.
2: Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals.